Oh my God, we live and breathe. Barely. What has it? What has it been? Ten years? A decade? I think. Yeah, we, the the kids are grown. <laughs> you, you look great <laughs> for fifty, Shannon. Thank you. <laughs> um, I put highlighter on my face, so. Oh, good. I I I'm impressed that anybody does that. I should start doing that now that I am uh, forty six. Right. Yeah. Just kidding, guys. It hasn't been 10 years. I mean, it feels like it, but it hasn't been. Shannon's still not. Shannon's not 50. I'm not 46. You can do the math. Okay. I just gave you all the pieces of the puzzle. First person to do the math gets a retweet from us on our Twitter that doesn't exist. You're welcome. (laughs) Hi, everybody. It's us, me, Rosa and Shannon, the brown girls at the book party. That's right. It's been a minute. It has been a long time. We have gone, I feel like the last time we recorded an episode, it was hot outside. And now it's not. It is not. I'm wearing pants and I don't have swamp ass. I have swamp ass because I'm disgusting and I didn't take a shower yesterday. And then I ran two miles this morning and I sat in a sauna and then my sweaty ass wearing these same clothes, everybody went to class. I went to class like that. Dude, I feel like what you're doing is you're just keeping it real. 2023 is the year of keeping it real. Yeah. And also, you're doing a favor to all of those, like, just high school graduated folks who get up and, like, do their face and, like, they think that they're going to have time for that for the rest of their lives. You're not going to. Because life is, it's just like one of those hamster wheels. It's pretty cool being the older person in class for that reason. Because I just, there's so many things I don't care about. I don't care. I don't care about like openly arguing with the professor. I don't care about taking a shower. (laughs) I don't care (laughs) about like, there's just so many things that you just completely let go. I don't have time for it. You know, like I have to be somewhere after this class and it's not just like at the coffee shop, not doing my homework, which was my original experience of college. So similar. I had a similar vibe. I never cared really, though, about my appearance. Mm, I did so much. Yeah, I feel like for me, it's a thing that has happened more as I've gotten older where I'm like, there's something in my brain that's like, I have the time today. Let me go ahead and Mm. do something with my face. I never do anything with my hair. I feel like my job requires me to shower Mm -hmm. and uh, look good because I work for tips. Otherwise, you wouldn't. And I'm a woman. I probably wouldn't do any of those things. No. Also, here, here are the times that I get take a shower, do my makeup, get dressed. And by makeup, I mean minimally... (laughs) Put on mascara and and literally Carmex. That's what I wear as makeup. <laughs> I feel like I'm like Sick, bro. so put out. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I gotta do my makeup. It's Ugh, like I gotta put three my face wipes on. and then like Carmex. Here are the times I do it when I'm ovulating, when I'm going out, and when I go to work. That's it. I wear mascara just about every day yeah. because I look dead if I don't, and because I'm too cheap. To regularly invest in lash extensions or lash serum. Mm. 
Um, I have done lash extensions and I fucking loved that shit. Mm. The only reason I did them is because I accidentally shaved my eyelashes off. <gasps> what? <laughs> yeah, I did what? do that. I know. How? Right. Okay. Um, you know, those like electric razors that are like, they're like supposed to be for women for like our facial hair. Oh, okay. Yes. You know? Uh-huh. Uh, so I have one and I, this is at a time when I wasn't doing living with the bangs. And so I was doing my eyebrows, which oh I don't do now because they just are hidden by my bangs. And I was like, ugh, I don't want <laughs> to fuck my eyebrows. I'm just going to shave them off. Shave, touch them up with shaving, not shave them off. <laughs> So the fucking she was having a mental health crisis. <laughs> it was she was Britney, in her Britney Spears moment. <laughs> I was in my Britney era. Um, so the razor thing is like the size of a quarter. So you have to like tilt it right to like get the eyebrows. So I'm like, like holding my face and like have the shaver, <laughs> and I I hear it like, and then I look and I was like, wait a minute, there's like. My eyebrows are still there. What the fuck? So I like look closer and like weird. I don't know what I just shaved off. So I did it again. Couldn't I just like couldn't figure out what was going on, but I knew I wasn't shaving my eyebrows because my eyebrows were still there. So then I got real close to the mirror and like my eyelashes from the outer corner of my eye up until like 75% of my eyelashes were just like mostly gone. It was like, oh my God, you could have seriously injured your eyeball. Well, we, that was not a thing that I was thinking about at the time. I also didn't know what I was doing. I didn't. No, I know it. that's what like, I mean. Though, yeah, no, I that's could have, like, so shaved scary. My, you could be, you could be a person who wears a an eye patch. Yep, like a pirate. I mean, that would be super cool. I like accessories. You could do it just aesthetically if you wanted to. I'm gonna start. You doing don't have it. to have an eye injury. <laughs> Fuck an eye injury. I'm just gonna get a super fucking cute eye patch. You're gonna come back from Mexico and in your pirate era. <laughs> I've been in my 805 era, which is the beer that I've been drinking. Wow. Um, what? And it's going to be great. I'm, I'm about to be in my Mexico era. I when, can't imagine being a person who chooses to drink that beer. Wow. That's the bitchiest thing I've ever said to you. But honestly, like. You think it's gross? Uh-huh. Interesting. It, is it supposed to be an IPA? No. I feel like it's having an identity crisis. 100% no. Okay, what is it then? I think it's supposed to be like a pale ale. It just does not taste like a pale ale to me. Are you drinking the white one? No, the black one. Wow. Okay, someone else in my life recently said that they didn't like it either. And so now maybe I just had COVID. Maybe my taste buds are off. No, but I was in my 805 era before. Zach likes 805, I think. I, I mean, <laughs> Zach will drink any beer. And I mean, I'm, you know, I don't really like, like, I don't really like Budweiser unless I'm at a, a baseball stadium. I will. Or, or Miller, MGD. I, I don't really like MGD. I like Miller High Life. Okay. The champagne beer. of beers out of a glass bottle. <laughs> do not give it to me out of a draft. Do not give it to me in a can because I will kick you and your balls or punch you in the tits. <laughs> I don't want either of those. I, I want it only in a glass bottle. This is the Shannon and beer uh, version of Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I will not have it in a can. <laughs> I will not have it from the draft. <laughs> I will not have it as a light. It is the champagne of beers. Indeed. Delight. <laughs> Holy shit. Look at us. 
We came here to talk about books, guys. But instead, we talked about not showering, uh, wearing mascara, shaving one's eyelashes off, beers that we will and will not drink. So maybe we should talk about books. And I was worried this episode was going to be too short. No, we were both like just before we got, just before we hit record. Like, are we sure we're going to be able to talk about enough stuff? Yeah, you put two uh, mildly basic bitches <laughs> in a room together after 10 years of being apart. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much to talk about. It's true. Um, we are here today. I mean, after this long hiatus, reformatting things, we left ourselves with a little homework. And, you know, we're catching up. We're behind. We never recorded the follow-up episode to The Late Americans, a novel by Brandon Taylor. Here it is. A novel. It is a novel. It's Um, a beautiful cover. I like the colors. It is. Did you realize it's two people? Because I didn't. No. It is. Do you see it now? I do. How do you know that? What? Who told you that? Nobody told me it. I was just looking at it. I mean, you know, after you read the book and understand that it's about sex. (laughs) And it's about sex. And then you see that it's like two people with their faces pressed together. Yeah. Okay. Um, So as as we said, we are changing the format of the pod. And it's going to probably consist of a lot more talking about shaving eyelashes. Indeed. Being in our Britney Spears era slash Mexico era slash drinking uh, confused beers era. I'm moving out of the 805 era. (laughs) I've been actively moving out of it for a couple of weeks. It's okay. I don't mean to judge you. I like bad beer. I drink a lot of Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada is not bad beer, actually. I know. uh, I don't like it. See? There it is. We figured it out, guys. (laughs) Ladies and gents. Um, And I think we're both excited about the new format of the pod. Yeah, for sure. And the freeing way it will allow us to not we worry about recording because um, we are constantly in our doing too much era. And yeah, born in that era. We were we, we were born. We will die in the era. We were born in the era. The era is now and forevermore. Um, but it'll release us from... Um, Feeling like we can't come together and record because one thing we do, even when we're in our doing too much era, is we read. Yeah. But we read what we want to read. Right. I mean, I think the other thing is that we also, there is the thing about like committing to doing a podcast and then not meeting the deadlines that we set for ourselves and and then like, oh shit, we've got people who are actually interested in hearing what we have to say about these books and we just continue to not, not share the things that we have to say. Sorry, everybody. Um, oops. <laughs> so, yeah, reformatting. I mean, what you know, this is it's um, this podcast is a big it's a it's a passion experiment. That's right. That is what it is. Absolutely. It is. And we want more and more people to join us. And we're still figuring it out. You know, I mean, we've been doing it for almost a year. Whoa, is that true? It'll be a year in December. That's banana bonkers. It is absolutely bonkers. So anyways, we do still have two books to talk to you about because we asked you to read them and we still haven't um, wrapped up. And the first one that we will be talking about today is The Late Americans by Brandon Taylor. That's what we're talking about. And it was a long time ago that we read it. I mean, for me, I think it was at least seven books ago. Um, I can tell you how many books ago it was for me. 
Well, it's a lot of books ago. Yep. Well, it was book it was book number twenty nine of the forty three that I've read. Oh this wow! Year. So fourteen books ago. Wow, you're so good at math. Thank you. I just <laughs> two semesters ago I took mathematical <laughs> concepts and ideas on account of college. <laughs> I excel at mathematics, or at least the concepts and ideas of mathematics. Um, yeah, I I am probably underestimating. Honestly, seven books ago it was probably more than that because it, it was, was in the summer. It was in yeah. July for you. It was way more than that. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, overall, this book is, uh, it's got a lot of really fucking cool things going for it. It's very yeah. queer. It's very diverse. Queer everything. It's very nihilistic. I feel like. Yeah, it, I. F- feel like um i'm reading in some in some parts of the book i feel like i'm reading uh like bukowski yes but like a cooler bukowski like a Way much cooler. more modern and like developed. self-aware yeah not sexist like right. yeah self-aware more inclusive bukowski totally i never i've never read anything by him but just based on like what i know you don't have to read anything by yeah. him i mean those of us who have read anything by Bukowski and are like uh, people worth hanging out with yeah. are understand that that's it, you know it's like reading Bukowski is like saying that you have read um, Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace you're yeah. just like okay I get it you're trying right, to right, be right, right. That, like you're trying to be that person right um, the most knowledge I have about uh, Bukowski is because Isaac Brock really loved him and sang about him a lot. He did sing about him. And also it makes a lot of fucking sense that Isaac yeah. Brock loved Bukowski. But see, I loved Bukowski. Isaac Brock. And I think I probably I will do. always love him because Modest Mouse was my favorite band for like a really fucking long time. 100. Yeah. But yes, but exactly. Like it, it makes, it checks out. It checks out that that guy reads him. So, but yes, I agree with it. I feel like he was, he's like, I mean... There was not a lot of female representation in this book. No. It was like a very male heavy cast of characters. Yeah, I mean the most the most memorable slash uh terrible character, Seamus. Yes. Um that's like the person that comes to mind. Yes. For me when I think about the book Same. and just how how easily hateable he was. Yeah. From almost the beginning, I think. Did you hate Seamus? I really didn't like Seamus. I thought that Seamus was, like, just so involved with himself. Yeah. Did I end up liking Seamus is the question. And I'm, uh, transparency here, I don't know where I left my notes. From reading this book. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I was confusing Seamus with someone else. Um, Yes, Seamus uh, starts really hateable. But actually, I really, really do grow to like him. Seamus is the the one who works in, like, basically like a hospice house. Yes. As As like a cook. Yeah. And he, along with almost every other character in the book, has a torrid love affair with the town closeted like son his name Bert yes Bert um 
Which I thought was like really so that that like the relationship between Seamus and Bert and all the other characters mm-hmm. in Bert really scratches this uncomfortable thing. Like I feel like this book is constantly pushing you against your comfort levels. One hundred percent, yeah. Um, and like it was good. It was well written. It was like important to read those things. It's very real, you know. Like just having this like older man who lives in this small town in this small community and who comes off as like extremely homophobic and terrible but is actually just a closeted gay man who is abusive because he cannot marry the world where you know he is the son of a man who is homophobic and also like who he is intrinsically and exploring Bert through the characters of these young lovers that he takes and in turn, almost all of them is extremely abusive toward like, that's not a thing that I would want to read. You know, like if you gave me a list of like, here are some like story arcs and like things that you could explore in books. Like here's one of them. I'd be like, yeah, no, thank you. That like, but I'm not unhappy that I read it. Like I'm not unhappy that that experience exists within my brain. I feel like he, you know, it's true. It's real. I think that in a lot, the space that this book takes up in my like 2023 inventory of stories read is, I think it is one of the most real books because it is so like, it's so raw. Like, yes, it's so um, like I anticipated that I was going to, based on the jacket, I thought that I was going to be reading like sort of a like coming of age. It's I certainly understood that it was uh, that it would be there would be a lot of like queer everything yes. in the book. Um, but because it was like it's taking place in Iowa with students of a program that is that resembles very much the Iowa Writers Workshop, which as it turns out, is where the author Brandon Taylor studied or got his MFA. Um, But as I read more of it, I think the thing that the realness of like the realness and the grossness and the dirtiness of like the sex that is happening throughout this book is like, are these stories that I would choose to read? No, but there is a level of like, holy shit, this is like. This is so very real. Yes. Like these are experiences that happen to people that we don't. Yes. Because we romanticize sex, right? Yes. Like we don't talk about having bad sex. We also don't talk about having survival sex and we don't talk about like people in committed relationships or like slightly committed re- relationships doing sex work and how that's like, there's that one scene where I can't remember the character is like, jacking off for their like only fans yes like thing and he's just like yeah there's no pleasure in this like right. i'm not having a good time right and no one and we don't see that in a lot of mainstream writing or if we do it's like sprinkled in in a story that's not about that and that's not the focus of it and there's like redeeming sexual context around it this right. story did not have that this no. story was all that moment it all, it, I think that there is something, yeah, there's something to be said about the lack of the, the absence of the redemption yes. in the story. You just, like, you're done with the book and you're just like, wait, what? Yes. Like, and I think 
it is a coming of age story that feels like a person who's just like way too young to be this bitter wrote it. Yeah. Instead of like so many of the other coming of age stories that we've read this year, like uh, We Deserve Monuments. And I'm just like looking back at some of the books that we read, even Yoke, which had a darkness to it, is definitely like a coming of age story. Um, But really lots of redemption, lots of love, lots of beauty, like lots of touch points. I think that um, this is dark. It was a dark story and it lacked some of that. And um, I think both of us didn't love it. It wasn't our favorite book that we read this year, but but it wasn't it wasn't like I it wasn't like a drag to finish it. Like I I did. I finished it. Yeah, I think. No, it's certainly not my favorite book of the year. And I actually one of the things that I like have been asking myself is would I recommend this book is Mm. like that's the question for me because I did. I was involved in the story. I was interested in the character development. I think it would be to a certain kind of reader. This book is really for gay men, I think, also. That's another thing. Like, I mean, it's for anybody. Anybody can read it. But it it, it has a lot of visibility of diverse relationships between gay men. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that is different than the queer material I am used to reading. Sure. Because I so rarely am reading ma- male authors in general. Yeah, this was a curveball for us. Yes. Because we don't usually read male authors. Yeah. And I think it probably solidified that we prefer <laughs> yeah. female authors. Yeah. I think you're right. It's it is a book that you give to very specific people. Yeah. Um I think that my experience of reading the book was enjoyable in that it is so clear that Brandon Taylor is an incredibly gifted writer. Like the way that you are in the room when some of the things that that are happening in this book are happening, like Mm -hmm. the, the way that you can like smell things and like, like feel the dirt on your hands like it is he's very good at storytelling he's a poet also i mean just really beautiful poetry and i think like remnants a little bit of like tanasi Coates in the way that he writes extremely intellectually yeah he writes fiction extremely intellectually sometimes it's not super appealing to me like it locks it locks me out a little bit and i feel like Brandon Taylor is obviously incredibly smart. Like you can feel that in his writing when you're reading what he's written, but it's not, it doesn't to me, it doesn't always make for like super compelling storytelling. Totally. But, um, I could follow it. You know, I think it was like a weird sort of choppy start. That was like a little bit, it was hard to settle into the writing style. I struggled with it a lot, probably for the first like 50 pages. Yeah. Maybe even more. Yeah. Because I was so. I I like had a hard time with the choppiness. Yeah. It took a minute for me to like get used to people's voices. Yeah. And not have to like flip the page and be like, wait, who like 
who's fucking who now? Like, yes, totally. Because uh, everybody's fucking. There's, and there's, there's no, lots no and lots of characters also. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's hard. The distinction is hard sometimes because, like, it's like a group of dancers and a group of writers, and they're all going to the same college. And so you're not like, oh, that person from that totally, like, disconnected thing from this right. other thing. You know, it's like, yeah, it's very it felt very incestuous in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I, it makes, I want to read more of his stuff, I think, because of the experience with this book. Because I want to know if all of, if everything that he writes is for queer men. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I don't know. Listen, I'm not, I am not opposed to reading things that are sad. (laughs) Oh girl, you know, I love, I love a sad story, but I just also like for it to be. Yes. Lately is like you weeping about this book. Yeah. I love sad shit. I it's like sad smut. That's been my brand since the beginning, but sad smut. I can't, this, this was like, I mean, nice try hot fi. It's hard for me to pick either of those because I didn't hate it at all. Yeah. It was it was it was enjoyable to read. Um I don't regret reading it. I also kind of just like it's not it's a, it's a little forgettable for me. Yeah, and I think I mean I agree and I think that the reason that that is true is because we can't, for me I couldn't there wasn't a lot that I could identify really with. Too, there yeah. wasn't a lot that I like could it's not like I was reading it and then like held on to narratives because right. I it was so much of like a um looking in the window to a completely different yeah existence and I appreciated that I'm glad to have read it I think it is significantly more than a nice try I think it is a very yes same. beautiful book and it's very well done it just not high five it's not high five for me, but it is for lots of other people, it's I am true. sure. It's true. And I do think that if you're someone who um, is prepared to read a, a sad story about a lot of bad gay sex. Yeah. <laughs> then If you're someone who is enrolled in the Iowa Writers, Writers Workshop <laughs> and you are queer <laughs> and a, male, a man, yeah. um, this is your book. Absolutely. For sure. This is going to yeah. be your favorite book. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that, you know, I mean, we've talked a lot about how representation is not just or even most important to the people that look like those characters in the books that are being represented. It's also extremely important, maybe even more so to people who do not walk those walks of life. Yeah. Um, Because it's portraits of... It's our ability. Fiction is our ability to step into worlds that we would not otherwise have the experience of living and being able to relate. And that makes it really important. And so there was like a lot of good insight into like the world of queerness where male toxicity is extremely present because of the world that we live in. And the way that these stories danced through the nuance of that, I think, was really beautiful and important. And again, like, I don't regret reading it. It's just that for me, it didn't resonate with me the way that Yoke did or the way that We Deserve Monuments did, because, yes, it was hard for me to find a point of relation in there. For sure. And that's like kind of 
I mean, that's part of this project, right? It's like introducing people to points of relation, and that's where we were introduced this time. We were introduced, and we would like to introduce you if you so choose. Mm-hmm. To it's this up to you. Book that is n- nice fire. <laughs> it's lukewarm fire. It's. I mean, that's so. Even though, still though, like that, it kind of is hot fire. It's just not ours. Yeah, it's just not for think, us. Like I, it's a good book. It is a good book. It's super yes. well done. The language is beautiful. The yes. storytelling is great. The scene setting, the character yes. development or lack thereof, yes, uh, is great. It's just not our. It's not our hot fi. It's not like we would not say these things about what was the terrible book we read this year. I'm looking at it, but my eyes are so bad that I can't see it. I have three copies of it over there. Uh Oh, that uh, the survivalist. Yeah, it's not that. OK, it's not the book that we did not enjoy. And <laughs> Rosa has three read. copies of <laughs> that. I was like, uh, no, because I posted it trying to give it away and nobody, and nobody w- wanted it. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Um, anyways, now that we're done shit talking that book. Um <laughs> if you so choose, go pick up The Late Americans <laughs> yes. by Brandon Taylor. Do it. At your local bookstore. Your small local bookstore that you love to support. Um, thank you for tuning in today. This is not the last time we're gonna be reviewing a book in depth, and let's be honest, we were not very in depth about this book. As but that is not because it's because we couldn't relate. It is. That is why. Um, the next book that we will be reviewing in depth and the last book, at least for a little while, is going to be Family Lore. Family Lore, which I wrote down folklore in my notes. What's <laughs> up, Swifties? So we see you, Swifties. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to be a very different experience, especially for Shannon, who this book is about a Latinx family who is having a living wake. It could not be more Shannon speed, actually. That's true. And I mean, unless they were homeless. Yes. And, true. And all fat. Yes, that's true. When, and you know what? Maybe that maybe some of that's going to be in there. We're not that we're not that far in yet. I'm going to get to like page 75 and it's going to be and then floor cracked in 805. And <laughs> <laughs> um, we hope that this is going to redeem their collected regrets of Clover, which was also a slog for us. And you know what? We've spent a lot of this episode talking about books that we didn't love. But in recapping this first iteration of this podcast where we did read books and and talked about them in depth, we read a lot of books that we loved. And I'm sure a review episode in December of those books will be coming. Oh, yeah. But um, for now, that's all. We have nothing else to say to you. At all. Get out of here. Go home. Go drink an 805. Or a Sierra Nevada. Bye. Bye.